You're listening to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast, the only show 100% dedicated to highlighting women in all areas of the pet industry. I'm your host, Tori Mystic. And in today's episode, I'm talking about the biggest, greatest inspiration for my pet business. You guessed it, my dogs. <laughs> Someone on Instagram recently asked if I have an episode all about Lucy or Bert, and I realized that I do not. I've been a guest on other shows talking about my dogs. Recently, I was on uh, Therapy Dog Talk podcast. I've been on Talking with the Dogs, where Liz actually talked to Bert and to Lucy. I've also gone on We Don't Deserve Dogs and several other shows talking about my life with Bert and Lucy. However, my podcast hasn't really had an episode dedicated to the dogs. So I thought, what a great idea. The dogs are the inspiration behind every single blog post, and they're also my motivation to grow my business and thrive as a self-employed single woman. As they say, I work hard to give my dogs a better life. (laughs) There is so much to say about Bert and Lucy, so I'm actually going to split this up into two solo episodes. Today, I will share everything there is to know about Lucy, Lucy Goose, and in two weeks, you'll you'll hear all about Bert, aka I like to call him Bert the Flirt. (laughs) Although my dogs really do look alike, according to some people, uh, and pretty much every single day, someone asks me if they are siblings. They have had very different life stories, so I am excited to share their stories with you and some of their interesting factoids and see if there's anything that you didn't know about Bert and Lucy. I also thought this would be the perfect month to do this in April because April is actually when I got Lucy 11 years ago when she was just a little chocolate chip. I brought her home and my phone has just been flooded with memory photos and flashbacks of here's what you did on this day 11 years ago and it was bringing home Lucy. So I thought that this month would be a great opportunity to talk all about my main girl, Miss Lucy. (laughs) I keep wanting to call her Lucy Goose because that's what I call her all day long. So I guess, um, why don't I start off with how I first met Lucy, how she came in to my life. That's a pretty good starting point, I would say. So in order to tell you about how Lucy came into my life, I have to kind of go back and mention my previous dog, Lola. I had another chocolate lab before Bert and Lucy, and when Lola got to be about seven or eight years old, I started looking around um, and kind of getting that itch to get a puppy. (laughs) And part of my motivation, which is maybe a little bit morbid, but I think a lot of you can relate, is that I wanted overlap. I was pretty terrified of losing Lola when she got older. And I wanted to make sure that I had another dog there to keep me company and kind of um, pick up where she left off a little bit. And and Lucy, I think she has kind of sort of grown into Lola's shoes, but it's taken a long time. (laughs) Uh, A puppy 
just, it can't replace your beloved senior dog. But that was kind of my thinking is I wanted some overlap. So when Lola started to um, slow down, you know, when she got to be a senior around seven or eight, I started kind of searching around and uh, I did start my search looking at rescues. And there are some some rescues that consider themselves to be Labrador rescues in the tri-state area. I'm talking Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, uh, New York. There's there's a bunch of um, rescues that are Labrador rescues. So I started looking there and I also just started browsing at um, my local shelters just to see what I could find. And I really had my heart set on another chocolate lab. I don't think I even considered getting any other kind of dog. I think for maybe a split second, I considered a German short-haired pointer, but then I just did a little bit more research and decided that was a little too much energy, a little too athletic for us. And I'm used to my like lazy, goofy, silly Labradors and a GSP is a very different vibe. So I, I proceeded with my Labrador search and I went, I actually met a few of these dogs from the Labrador rescues. And um, they weren't actually really Labradors. Um, So I hope nobody is offended by this. But if you've ever tried to do a search like this, um, sometimes, you know, especially I think labs, so many shelters will say this is a lab mix. And it turns out to actually not be a lab at all. (laughs) It's really like a shepherd chihuahua beagle mix or something like that, right? Um, We see this all the time. I think people slap lab mix on a lot of dogs just because they think that's going to, you know, be kind of a people-pleasing title to give the do- give to the dogs. Um, and a lot of a lot of shelters and rescues have very bad blurry photos for their dogs. And so I saw a couple blurry photos that I was like that looks promising and I went and met a few of these dogs and they were not the one. I did not feel the spark until one day I was walking with my old dog, Lola. Well, she wasn't that old at the time. Let's say she was eight years old. Uh, We were doing our favorite hike at one of our local parks, and I come across a woman hiking with another chocolate lab, and it was an English chocolate lab. So there's English labs and American labs. Lola was an English lab, and so is Lucy. So I come across this woman hiking this beautiful English lab. It had the wavy coat on the back, and it was chunky like they're supposed to be and just gorgeous. And I said, where did you get your dog? And she said, Morgan Kennels. And I was like, oh, great. Thank you. Like, I'm thinking about getting a second dog. And that sounds so familiar, but I'm not sure why. And so I, the rest of my hike for the next hour, I'm thinking Morgan Kennels, Morgan Kennels, Morgan Kennels. And finally it clicked and it occurred to me that one of my ex-boyfriends had a dog from Morgan Kennels. And I think he, maybe his family had also had a dog. I'm not sure, but he had a dog from this breeder who happened to be in West Virginia. So I come home from the hike and I immediately go on the computer and I look up Morgan Kennels and I find a website and there's all these beautiful pictures of dogs and I email the breeder, Sally, and I tell her this whole story about how I met this dog hiking and my ex-boyfriend so-and-so had this dog and I loved that dog so much and do you have any litters coming up? And it turns out that she did. And so I proceeded to put down a deposit on Lucy or on a dog. 
I was the fifth person to put down a deposit, and it turns out there was five dogs, five puppies in the litter. Um, And so I ended up having last pick, which was really no pick. I just took the last one (laughs) that nobody else had selected. And that ended up being Lucy. And I think it worked out perfectly. I'm so happy. Um, Maybe different breeders do it differently, but our breeder gave you pick based off of when you put your deposit down, which I think is really smart. Um, and she kept one of the dogs and she named her Harper and she kept her, um, cause she shows her dogs. Um, Lucy comes from a long line of very accomplished show dogs and, uh, my breeder continues to do that. She just had a dog in Westminster last year, I think. Um, and she's very involved in that community. So she is a career, like lifetime breeder. She's been doing this for decades and she does all of the health testing and all of the stuff. She takes it very, very seriously. And I think that anyone who is looking to get a dog from a breeder, you should find someone who takes it very seriously, almost scary seriously. Because these are lives. I mean, they're bringing new lives into the world. So they they should be a little intense about it. <laughs> and Sally is. I remember her like grilling me and I was like, please, please, could I have a puppy? <laughs> Uh, and I think I think sh- I would say that she's happy with her decision and how it turned out because Lucy has become wonderful and very accomplished dog. So uh, that is how Lucy came into my life. She's from a breeder called Morgan Kennels in West Virginia, and I drove down and met the whole litter when they were five weeks old. And then um, when they were eight weeks old, they were allowed to go home. And I think I actually got Lucy when she was nine weeks because I was graduating uh, with my master's degree (laughs) the week before. So um, I think Lucy came home at nine weeks in April, 11 years ago. So when I first brought Lucy home, of course, I had my other dog, Lola, and it was really fun to see them play together. One of the first things that I remember Lucy just falling in love with is water. She has always been a water-obsessed dog and very, very playful and rambunctious. I always described Lucy as spirited and... I think a lot of people didn't know what I meant, but to me, that word just means like she's really enthusiastic and um, has a lot of energy and just excitable and just, I don't know, spirited to me just encapsulates Lucy. Um, But I I heard uh, a dog trainer we were working with the other day said that Lucy has a lot of spunk. And I think that describes her as well, too. She just, she's, she, even at 11 years old, she's got a lot of energy and a lot of zest for life. So Back when she was a puppy, uh, she might have been six months old or something, and we're back at our favorite park hiking where I saw that dog uh, like a year before uh, and got the idea to to find Lucy and meet her. Um, We're back hiking in that park, and we had a wonderful group of friends that had Labradors that uh, we all used to meet and hike in the mornings, every morning at this park. And that's sort of when I first started to meet my dog friends, which have always been pretty much retired people. Um, for many, many years, up until recently, all of my dog friends were retired people because um, I've been self-employed long before Wear Repeat. Uh, I had my own business for about a dozen years before doing what I do now. 
So I've always had a flexible schedule, which means I go to the park when uh, regularly employed people don't. And so I ended up becoming friends with a lot of retired people over my dog's lifetimes, which is really fun for us. But, um, you know, I think people are always surprised like, oh, these are your dog park friends. Um, you know, I, I pretty much only hang out with 60 and, and seven-year-old women. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, back then we had this group of friends and they were all pretty much retired and they had Labradors and they were really into dock diving with their dogs. And I didn't know anything about that. And so we're hiking one day and there's a creek and like a little stream down at the bottom that was deep enough in some parts for the dogs to swim. And Lucy goes charging ahead of all of the dogs. She had never really swam or I'd never seen her jump in anything. She leaps in front of all the dogs, jumps off of the bank of the side of the creek and leaps into the water. And I had never had a dog that jumped into the water before. I always had dogs who kind of had to wade into the water. So everyone there who was into dock diving was like, oh my gosh, we got to get this dog into dock diving. And so we did. Actually, the first dog sport trial I ever went to was a dock diving competition held at Misty Pines, which is a facility uh, north of Pittsburgh. And we went and um, my friends were there and helped me and guided me uh, as to how to do dock diving. And Lucy, actually, I think she came in like third place for like the puppy division. <laughs> I can't remember the details of it, but I have old archive videos somewhere on some phone or some external drive somewhere. It was really fun and it was really cute. But also what I learned about dog trials is there's a lot of sitting around that your dog might get to perform for like a minute and a half, um, but the rest of the day, there's a lot of sitting around. So that was the first and only trial that we ever went to for dock diving. But Lucy still loves water. So um, some of her current hobbies right now include stand-up paddleboarding. We love to go stand-up paddleboarding. I started doing that a few years ago, and she does love to jump off the board. <laughs> and she's really good about staying on it, but um, when she gets an opportunity to jump off, it is still her favorite thing to do. I, a couple winters ago, I think the winter of 2020, when we were just, you know, quarantined and getting cabin fever, I found a place that had indoor dock diving that you could reserve and do like a private practice. And I took her there and did that. Um, but to be honest with you, the the platform, it was like a, a competition, like regulation dock diving pool indoors. The platform was a little too high for Lucy in her older years, and I think that she kind of sprained her tail a little bit hitting the water wrong. So um, we are we're not going to be doing any dock diving competitions uh, anymore, but we are still letting her jump off and and swim as often as she likes. So that's what Lucy likes to do. Uh, okay, so let me look at my little questions here. I did write down some FAQ kind of questions about Lucy to try and keep myself on track. I, I could go on and on about this girl for hours, but let's do some rapid fire questions. So I have here, what are some of Lucy's favorite foods? Lucy's favorite food, 
I would say is yogurt. <laughs> when I finish a yogurt container, I usually buy the big Faya um, Greek yogurt. And when I finish a container, she's always sitting right there. I scoop out everything I can get out for me, and then I give her the rest of it to lick out. And that is her favorite thing in the whole wide world. She also loves bananas. That's her second favorite snack. Lucy does not like any vegetables. <laughs> On the Bert episode, you'll hear all about the foods that Bert likes to eat. Uh, and Lucy has a little bit of FOMO. She's always sitting next to him like, oh, I want to try that too. And then I give it to her and she spits it out. <laughs> so she likes her yogurt and her bananas. Does Lucy have any favorite toys? Yes. Lucy always has a favorite toy, but it has changed over the years. So when she was younger, for many years, she had this stuffed animal. It was like a squeaker mat, but it was the shape of a man bodybuilder. <laughs> and its name was Lars. That was the name of the toy. I don't think it's made anymore, but I had this toy and Lucy just loved it. We called it her boyfriend Lars. And it was so hysterical because it was shaped like this bodybuilder man and each muscle was a squeaker. <laughs> and she loved this thing until it was threadbare. And then I went online and I bought like three of them so I could have a little stockpile. And something about Lars, she just loved it more than any other toy. I can't explain it. I don't know why. But Lars had some kind of special magic power over Lucy and she loved Lars. Eventually, we did run out of all of the Larses, and I don't think that there are any left around here. And so Lucy moved on to a Huggle Hounds fleece man. Now that I'm saying that, it's kind of funny that she had the, she has these boyfriend boyfriends, <laughs> Lars and then the fleece man. And um Hugglehounds, I don't think they make the really big fleece man anymore. Maybe they only make the smaller one, but it was shaped like a, almost like a gingerbread man, like a very simple outline of a person. But it was made of this very dense fleece. I actually had the founder of Huggle Hounds on my podcast a long time ago, and she told me that this is a fabric that they um, developed. It's a proprietary fabric they developed just for their toys. Um, so it's a very unique, very dense fleece that really mimics like a natural sheep fleece, but it's um, synthetic. And uh, Lucy just loved that, she, and she still does. I, I still have the two fleece men. Um, but she's moved on. Her favorite toy right now is a life-sized chocolate Labrador that is not a dog toy. It is a like decorative stuffed animal meant to go in some little kid's bedroom, <laughs> but it is life-size and it is a very sturdy, well-made stuffed animal, um, but it is as pretty much as big as her. And we have had this toy for 10 or 11 years. My grandma actually bought it at TJ Maxx a long, long time ago because I had these two chocolate labs and she just got it as a gift for all of us. And uh, we had it for a long, long time and it was at my mom's house for many, many years. But last year, my mom moved. And uh, if you've ever had your parents move, they make you take anything that you've ever owned or made in your entire life. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, don't you care about me? Don't you don't you want to keep any of these things as memories? The answer is no, she doesn't. So I had to take anything I'd ever owned in my whole life and bring it over here. And one of those things was this chocolate lab stuffed animal. 
And Lucy, she used to love playing with this at my mom's house, but we kind of left it there. Um, I thought that it had some scent from my old dog, Lola, and that's why Lucy loved it so much. But at this point, it's been washed so many times because sometimes she leaves it out in the rain and she also loves to... Um, like, what do they call it? Like suckle. She loves to suckle on the face of this chocolate lab. And so it is pretty destroyed. It really doesn't have much of a face left, but she carries this thing around with her everywhere all the time. And people who walk by our yard and see it there are always saying, oh my God, I thought that was another dog because it really is life size. So it's very funny. Um, okay. Any other Rapid fire questions. Oh, one more is what is Lucy's favorite canine enrichment game? So Lucy gets really excited about any enrichment game. I would have to say that she loves playing hide and seek. We do this usually on rainy days or if it's um, dark out in the winter at night and we want to do a little activity. I love to play hide and seek. And I have the dogs stay in their place, which is their dog bed in the um, front room on the main floor of my house. And then I'll usually go upstairs on the second floor and hide somewhere and make them find me. And Lucy loves this game. She runs up the stairs. She runs down the stairs. She can't wait to do another round and a third round and a fourth round. She loves it. And I can really tell how much she loves it because Bert hates it. (laughs) Bert's like, why would you hide from me? Why would you do this? This is the worst thing you've ever done to me in my whole life. This is the worst game. I hate it. (laughs) Uh, Lucy, on the other hand, thinks it's super fun. So she loves that. She's also very enthusiastic about busy boxes, which are basically I take all my recycling boxes and yogurt containers and berry containers and egg cartons, and I I hide her dinner in it, and I put together a little puzzle, and she gets to rip it all apart. She loves doing that. Both of the dogs do. Okay. Now, the the main question I, I mentioned early in the intro here 20 minutes ago, uh, that someone had asked me about an episode all about Lucy. And that question came on a post where I shared that Lucy is a therapy dog and they didn't realize that she's a therapy dog. So I do want to talk about that a little bit. Um, so when, when Lucy was a puppy, she did some training, some, you know, basic obedience training. I actually sent her to a two week um, board and train when she was maybe around a year old or something like that. And she learned a lot of great skills when she's a little puppy, but I didn't do a lot of training with her for many years after that. I'm way more into it now as she's a senior than I was when she was younger, which is kind of flip-flopped, I think, of probably what you should do. Um, But I remember I was away um, on a trip somewhere and I had a dog sitter staying here at the house with Lucy. And she texted me a story of one day she was walking Lucy and maybe Lola, maybe I just had Lucy, I can't remember. Uh, She was walking the dogs regardless and they encountered someone who was walking with their um, child who was special needs. And Lucy usually would jump on everyone and be like so spirited, (laughs) full of spunk when she met everyone. Um, But this dog walker said that Lucy just sensed that she needed to behave different around this person and she needed to be more gentle and more patient. 
And she just naturally went up and was really sweet and calm and let this individual just pet her and do what she wanted. And she just said it was the most lovely interaction. And I had kind of wanted to get Lucy certified as a therapy dog because it's something I had wanted to do with Lola and I never got around to doing. And hearing this story just kind of sealed the deal for me. I was like, we have to do this. So um, a friend of ours, a, a contact in the Pittsburgh dog world, messaged me that they were putting together a group training class to work on therapy dog training and then get certified. And it was perfect timing. I said, yes, sign us up. So I did this with Lucy back in 2019. And it was, um, we met, I think, once a month or something like that with a group of probably 10 different dog and handler teams. And we worked on her therapy dog training. And it was really lucky because the trainer for that was the trainer who had done her board and train when she was a puppy. And he moved on to his own facility. And we got to reconnect with him. And Lucy was so excited to see him. She loves Brett. He's at the dog stop in the Strip District in Pittsburgh, if anyone's interested. Uh, and so our therapy dog training went really well. Lucy ended up getting certified in late 20. 19. We did a few visits in 2019. And then in 2020, of course, everything shut down. So we weren't able to volunteer at all that year. And the facility that we were volunteering at was a nursing home for veterans. And so they were very, very strict. And of course, I think that was, um, you know, run by the government. So they were very strict about allowing volunteers back in after COVID-19. So we actually have not been able to get back in the routine there. Um, it just didn't work out. And so we started volunteering someplace different. Um, now, currently, we're volunteering at a university at Point Park University which is in downtown Pittsburgh. And this is organized through um, the Student Life Council, I think it's called. Uh, and it's just like, you know, mental health support for the students. And we just sit in the student center with usually two, um, one or two other therapy dogs. And students and staff and teachers and anyone there can just walk by and pet and hang out with the dogs. And it's been really nice. Lucy does love doing that. Now that she's older, she's definitely one of the older dogs that volunteers uh, where we go, at least. Most of the dogs are younger. And they're bouncing around and saying hi to everyone. Lucy's approach now that she's older and the floor there is a little bit slippery, her approach is just to lay down and you can come to her. <laughs> For If you want therapy from Lucy, you have to come over and sit next to her and, and pet her on the floor. So um, that's kind of our, our therapy dog journey now. Um, I, I plan to continue with that as long as Lucy is having fun and uh, comfortable and enjoys doing it. I would love to get back to the Veterans Center. Uh, and that is one of my goals to get back in there this year because it's just really rewarding. And, and also it's very close to my house, which makes it super easy to volunteer at. Um, so that's that's kind of our goal for therapy dog stuff. However, Lucy has another accomplishment, another certification, I guess you could say, or title that she's achieved recently. Um, back in 2020, we got her Trick Dog Novice title. 
and that's through the American Kennel Club. And it was just some kind of, something kind of fun to work on again during quarantine. And I was able to film a video and submit it and get her Trick Dog Novice title. She had to do 10 tricks off of the list. If you do the canine good citizen, you only have to do five tricks, but we don't have CGC. Um, I guess we're kind of a, a funny a funny duo because she's a therapy dog and she's got trick dog novice, but she doesn't have CGC. So it's, I think that's kind of unusual, <laughs> but we do things our own way. Uh, so we did that back in 2020. And then um, since then, I've had the intermediate trick dog list on the side of my refrigerator for years thinking we should really do the intermediate one. And I'd circled all the tricks I thought we could do and we kind of worked on them a little bit. But then um, recently I saw a local dog trainer was doing a trick dog class and it was a four-week class. It just wrapped up last week. And um, I said, you know, can we do this? We're not novice. We've already got that. Can we still do it for intermediate? And she said, yes. So we went and um, in those four weeks, we got Lucy's intermediate title. And in fact, we started working on her advanced title, something that I never thought was possible because when I first looked at the advanced trick list, I was like, whoa, this is a big jump. These are really hard tricks. But we started working on them and just breaking it down um, and figuring out how to make it work for her because, again, you know, she's not, she doesn't have as much mobility as a younger dog. She's not going to be able to leap through my arms, really, uh, or jump into my arms or anything like that. So we had to just pick and choose the tricks that she can do. But she is well on her way to getting her trick dog advanced title, and she's 11 years old. So I just think that is so exciting. The next step above that is performer, where you have to come up with a whole routine with music, I think. I don't know. I have to look into it. But you guys, we might just go for that. Who knows? She might be 12 or 13 (laughs) getting her performer title. And I just think it's fabulous and so exciting. So, um, I guess I better wrap it up because I've been talking about Lucy for 30 minutes here, but I hope you enjoyed learning more about Lucy, how she came into my life, uh, how we've worked together throughout the years and, uh, and what we're up to now. And, you know, another thing that I, I wanted to include here before I wrap it up is you know, I have kind of weird, morbid thoughts sometimes. <laughs> and I told you how, you know, I, I originally wanted a second dog, aka Lucy, to give me some overlap for Lola. And, and maybe this is not morbid. Maybe you can relate to this. But um, I'm so interested in, um, I, I, when Lucy was younger, I almost couldn't wait for her to get older because I was so interested to compare her quality of life as a senior dog to my dog Lola's quality of life as a senior dog. As I started blogging more and learning more about dog health and nutrition and um, you know interviewing people on this show and meeting people, of course, Lucy eats like amazing food. Um, we recently did a um, consult with a canine nutritionist. Lucy has a customized supplement plan. Um, she's just she's got a great quality of life. We exercise a lot. Um, my old dog Lola had some had an injury at the dog park when she was maybe six or seven. And that really affected her mobility when she got older. And Lucy has not had any kind of injury like that. And so I was just so curious. And I, 
you know, it's hard to compare because I can only compare it to like my memories. Um, But I think Lucy is just so much more active and in such better shape than Lola was at 11. And that kind of makes me a little bit sad (laughs) for Lola. Um, But, you know, we do the best that we can with the, the information that we have at that time. And, you know, this was 20 years ago <laughs> that I got Lola. And so we just didn't have the same information. And she, you know, ate different food and got different treats. And um, when she got older, you know, I thought, oh, she does want to rest. I didn't know to keep her moving, for example. So uh, it's just kind of cool. I, I couldn't wait to kind of compare how Lucy aged to how Lola aged because they're both well-bred, purebred English Labradors, very comparable dogs. And um, Lucy is just, uh, she's just doing so much, so much better. And I, I feel a little bit sad for Lola, but we did the best that we could and she had a wonderful life and um, she was a wonderful dog. But Lucy is just still so active and has so many years left. Lola, um, we lost Lola when she was about 13 and a half. And at the time, Lucy was four years old. So, um, you know, I, fingers crossed, knock on wood, Lucy's 11 now and she's doing amazing. So I cannot wait to see what the next few years hold for us. Uh, All right, so wrapping up this episode next week, I have a really great interview with a pet photographer from Australia for you. So I can't wait to share that. And she's going to share some tips on how to get the most out of your professional photos. And then the following week, I will follow up with part two of this little mini series. And I will tell you all about Bert. Obviously, it's a good thing I broke these down into two separate episodes because... (laughs) could go on and on about my dogs. I just love them so much. So thank you for listening to this episode and please reach out and let me know if anything that you learned about Lucy today surprised you or if it inspires you to do anything like stand up paddleboarding or therapy dog or trick training. I want to hear what Lucy is inspiring you to do with your dog.